Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Hey friends, welcome to Wednesday night. I, uh, I guess by now many of you have known that um, our dear friend Linda Kramer passed this morning, passed into heaven. I uh, think about yesterday, we had the funeral for Betty Ashley, and today Linda Kramer is in heaven. Aren't you glad we have a God that's provided for us the, the benefit of going to heaven? Jesus came to die, that we might have life and have it more abundantly, but Paul said to die is really gain. That's hard to believe when we live in this life, but listen, this is a good time to, to get close to God, know that you're going there, and be right with him in this day and this hour especially in the day and hour we're living in, because we're living in perilous times. I don't know if you've noticed, uh, times that are very hard and difficult. Uh, we have an antichrist spirit that's prevalent throughout the world, especially in our country right now with anarchists and Marxist movements and, and this COVID thing going on. And trying to, it's, that's the enemy, I believe, trying to shut down the church. Uh, many of the politicians have tried to shut churches down even more than the rioting and the, 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 uh, uh, the meetings of people, groups of people other than, than churches. So we know we're living in perilous times. We have power to overcome that. Tonight, I'm just going to read a few scriptures. Most of you know these, but I want to remind you of these. But over in uh, Ephesians 6.10, uh, Paul's telling us we don't fight against uh, flesh and blood here. I'm going to read these scriptures for you tonight. We don't fight against uh, people. We're fighting against an enemy. Uh, finally, my brethren, he said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We're to be strong in the Lord and have his power tonight. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We better have the armor on this day and hour in, the, in this country we're living in because we're seeing things happen that we've never seen in our nation and, and yeah, there's been riots and there's been uh, unrest and there's been all sorts of division and different things over the years, but nothing like we're seeing now. We're, we're uh, fighting an enemy that wants to totally tear down the way we live, what, uh, what we believe in, and especially the church. It goes on to say, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Listen, my friends, we want to stand in this day and this hour. We don't want to back up. We don't want to couch down and cow down and, and back up to the enemy and say, no, we're not going to do anything. We want to stand strong in this very hour. And I know we can with God's help and God's power. Amen goes on to say, stand therefore, having your uh, uh, girded your waist with truth. How many of you know we need truth today? Jesus said over in Matthew 24, one of the things he said you wouldn't need to guard against is deception. Don't be deceived, he says. Well, if you don't know the truth, you can be deceived. It's very easy to be deceived. And we have, we have many in this nation that are being deceived by, uh, uh, how would you say, uh, uh, the demons of the darkness, amen? But he says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith 
which you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith. Where's faith at? In your heart and your mouth. And, and so we need to know the truth. But uh, when we know the truth, we can begin to speak the truth and we can be a voice in the darkness in this day and this hour. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We're in a spiritual battle and Paul's saying, put on this armor, <laughs> liken it unto a Roman uh, uh, centurion, put on that armor and begin to walk in it and begin to stand in it. Don't, don't be wishy-washy, don't back down, but begin to pray. This armor is about a prayer life that we can stand in the gap for those that are lost and hurting and dying and sighing and our nation. How many of you know we need to pray for this nation? Uh, you know, we've said this before. We're, this nation is, was raised up, I believe, by God to, uh, uh, to uh, preach the gospel around the world. We sent more missionaries out of this nation and we still send more mission out of this nation than any others. We support uh, missionaries. We support nations. We support churches around the world. And, and the devil really and truly wants to take it down. But it says over in uh, that we're in this spiritual warfare, warfare, Paul admonishes us to put the whole armor of God on in order to stand against the forces of hell. It goes on to say it is clear that our warfare is not against physical forces, but against invisible powers who have clearly defined define levels of authority in a real uh, through invisible sphere of activity. Now he goes on to say too, prayer is the battle self, battle itself, with God's word being our chief weapon employed against Satan during our struggle. So if we don't know the word, how many of you know you can be taken down quickly? How do we stand against the wiles of the devil? We got to know the truth first and foremost. We got to arm ourselves with truth. We got to put it in our heart and let it come out of our mouth and begin to preach the gospel because we've been called, my friends, you say it yourself, I've been called for such a time as this. You have been and I have been. And we can't back up and we can't just say what will be will be case sarah sarah. It doesn't work that way. We have a real enemy and he's trying to take over our lives. So we have to stand tall and stand strong. So tonight I want to talk to you just a little bit about spiritual power for living this life. We have spiritual power. I don't know if you know that. If you've been born again, we have more strength and more power and energy from on high than the devil can bring against us if we won't allow him to. So we need to take more than uh, this time of, of strength from him and, and get we get our gifts and our talents and our abilities and, and our spiritual strength from the power of the Holy Spirit. Spiritual power is for us from the Lord, the gifts and powers to enable us to live this life to the full and, and do what he's called us to do. I've written these things down some more uh, this morning. Uh, wisdom and strength from God, power to live above uh, negative spirits. I mean, you know, it's, it's so easy to fall into the negative talk of, of what's going on in the world today. Well, you know, about what's happening here and what's happening there. You know, we need to get away from that. We need to infiltrate our minds with the word of God, which is powerful, amen, which gives us strength, power to live from free from addictions and destructive behaviors, power over sickness and disease, power to fulfill God's will and purposes, power over the enemy. That's what we're here uh, called to do today. 
Acts chapter 1, <laughs> you know this scripture real well. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power, dudamus. <laughs> the greatest untapped power in the world is prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. Do you know that scripture was given to all? All that were born again and, and the power of the Holy Spirit coming on us. We're all, we shouldn't back down from this. Listen, if you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be setting yourself up for deception. And, uh, and, and you won't be doing the things that God wants you to do in this hour. We're not to be a weak, uh, emaciated church. We're to be a strong and powerful church of, the, of God right here in this time. That, that first church was powerful. Why? Because they, had, they knew and they had the power of the Holy Ghost and they went about doing good as Jesus had commanded them to do. And it was, it, even though they went through persecution and had hard times a lot of times, they still had the power to do what God had called them to do. You shall receive power. Say, I, shall, I have power. Say it tonight. Say, I have power. I have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. Well, I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm, I, I can't do anything. Quit saying that. Begin to say, I have the power of God living on the inside of me. We used to sing a song. I don't know if I can remember it this morning. A little bit of lack of sleep, but, uh, uh, but I have the life of God in me. I have his life, his power, and his ability. That's what we have. Begin to tell yourself that. Say, I have the power of God. We should, we should be, a, the church of God today should be uh, more relevant than ever. We should be more powerful than ever. We should know that we're living in this day and this hour to bring the power of God here on the earth. To, uh, to, you know, some, uh, we're, not, we're not to have just nice programs and, and just a little, uh, little time here in the church. Uh, we can't lose the power. Many, many that call themselves Christians in America today, many churches that were founded in the power of God have lost that power. And why is that? Because they've uh, neglected to, to stir themselves into the things that God had called them to do. Bible power comes from the Holy Spirit. If no power, there's no diff we're no different really than the world. Listen to what Matthew 28, 18 and 19 says. Jesus says, all authority, and this is the Amplified, all power of absolute re uh, uh, rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me. That's our job. Believe in me and obey my words. How I many of you know that's our job? That's why we need power. We don't need power if we never get out of our house. We don't need power if, we don't, uh, if we're not doing anything for God. We need power to have an authority to do what he's called us to do. If we don't have that power, we won't get it done. <laughs> power, authority, and ability. Jesus had it all, did he? All power and all authority had been given unto him. Authority over all. And the world's looking for power. How many of you know the world's looking for power? This thing that we're seeing going on with our government today and, and those trying to infiltrate the government with, with socialistic ideas and communistic ideas and Marxist ideas, what are they looking for? They're looking for power. That's all they're looking for. But listen, we have something far greater. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. Listen to what it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11. This is a long passage of scripture, but I want to read it to you because we have a name that's above every name today. 
Jesus. Listen, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hey, we need the mind of Christ today. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We need that, uh, his mind, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself a no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in an appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. <laughs> that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those of heaven and those in, on the earth and those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Listen, every name, every knee is going to bow. And he, they're going to say that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee, every president, every Marxist uh, leader, every, every uh, royal part of the royal family, every rich man. Can you imagine George Soros someday is going to bow his knee to Jesus Christ? I'm thankful we can do it right now for uh, uh, freely do it now. We don't have to wait till that time when everybody has to. We can do it freely now. I hope you're doing that. But we have a name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Everyone will bow their knee to that name. The name that releases all the power of God into our lives. <laughs> Jesus' name is above every name. Have you ever thought of that? Why do we pray and ask the Father in Jesus' name? Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I'll do it, he says. Why do we do that? Because there's such power in that name. Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. It's the name above our problems, and it's the power that takes us to heaven. Now, we talked about our sister Linda and, and Betty Ashley. What was the power that took them to heaven? Well, they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, on that name. Amen? Power to overcome, as I mentioned, sickness and disease, depression, and despair. How many of you can be in despair or depressed tonight over situations in your life? Begin to call on that name, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's my help and my hope. Strife and division, addictions and bad habits. No other name or way, power over the uh, demons of power, uh, the darkness. In 1 John 3, 8, he says, for this reason or the purpose, the son of man has been manifested. He might destroy the works of the devil. How many of you know he, he's, he came to destroy the works of the devil? We have power, power, wonder-working power in the, in the blood of the lamb, amen? In the name of the lamb, in the power of the lamb, amen? Jesus fulfilled his purpose and we need to enforce the enemy's defeat. That's what, he, he fulfilled the purpose. He destroyed the works of the devil. Now we have to walk in that. Hmm. The world wants power. The world wants power, and they're training us, my friends, in the church to be powerless. How many of you know that? They're trying to separate us, trying to get us away from what the Great Commission says, trying to get us away from one another. How many of you know their power in the body of Christ? Jesus is the head, we are the body, and the devil's been put under our feet as the body of believers. But if we can't meet and can't be together, we lose the power. And we, we need that power today. God wants us to be powerless, but he wants us to have the power of God. 
power over the devil. How many of you know he's called us to have power over the devil? Listen to what Luke 10, 19 in the Amplified says. Listen carefully, it says. I have given you authority that you now possess to tread over serpents and scorpions and all the, the ability to exercise authority over the power of the enemy, that's Satan, and nothing in any way should harm you. How many of you know we should, we should have take that authority and begin to walk in it? Walk in the authority. See, that's, that's why, listen, you hear, the, you hear it all the time on the news that this, these organizations want to defund the police. How many of you know the police have put, put there by God? Amen. Ministering, uh, 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 ministering spirits to come here to help us because we live in a lawless world. So we need law. We need authority. How many of you know we've been given that authority over the power of darkness? And we're, if we don't use that authority, if we, we back down from that authority, guess what? We'll have chaos in our nation. We better be standing against the wiles of the devil right now, this time. It says over in Mark 16, what does it say we're supposed to do? In my name, there it is again, in his name, in the name of Jesus, they will cast out devils. How many of you know there's people that got devils today? Oh, we call it, maybe we call it mental illness or maybe we call it something. You know what? It's the devil's influence. The devil's influence. I don't care what you call it, what name you tag on it. There are demons in the world today. We're fighting against principalities and powers on high, Paul said over in Ephesians 6. And they will speak with new tongues. How many of you know we have the ability to pray in the Holy Ghost? How many of you know it's so important that we pray in the Spirit? When we pray mysteries, we don't always know what to pray. So what do we do? We begin to pray in the Spirit. If that offends you, I guess you need to be filled with the Spirit. But I'm telling you, we need to be praying in tongues today and this day and this hour. Walking around our house and wherever we're at. Your will be done, Lord. Your power be uh, fulfill this earth in Jesus' name. Let there be a move of your spirit across this land. Let there be revival in the church. Let the gospel begin to be preached. Amen. To change the lives of people. We're talking about... Uh, and we're talking about a harvest that God's wanting to bring upon the earth. And he's looking for his church to begin to stand strong with him to bring forth a great harvest in this end times we're living in. So we begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and we begin to uh, worship God. Last week I talked about living in the presence of God. We need to live in the presence of God. Well, this is serious stuff, my friends, serious stuff. But it's not something we need to be afraid of. He's given us power over fear and anxiety and worry, but he's given us something greater than that. He's given us the Holy Ghost to stand against these things. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You know that scripture. So begin to worship God. Begin to magnify him. Begin to close in on, on the purpose and plan that he has for you. And that's to, to stand strong in this day and this hour against the wiles of the enemy. Hallelujah. But it goes on to say, if you, if you take up, uh, they will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not by no means harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. How many of you know we're still, that's still the commission. But if we can't meet together, guess what? It's hard to do those things. Now we can pray one for another, but there are things we need to be out and about doing. And if everything's closed down and locked down, listen, I, I make no, make, don't misunderstand what I'm going to say. Coronavirus, the COVID-19 is a very serious thing. 
but it's being politicized for a, a, a far different agenda. And we need to know the truth about things. And we need to hear the voice of the Lord. And we need to hear what he's saying to the church today. So I would encourage you, get strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Don't be afraid of what the enemy's doing. Stand strong against it. Begin to tell yourself, I'm filled with the power of God. I got the life of God in me. I can do what he's called me to do. And I'm going to stand in this day and this hour. He's called us to intercede and be uh, stand in the gap for the lost, the hurting, the dying, and the sign. I hope that's your agenda. I hope that's what you're doing. If you're staying at home, say you can't get out. Listen. If you can't get out, you've got some, uh, maybe some health issues or something, and you can't get out and about, I guarantee you, you can begin to pray in the Spirit. You can begin to rejoice and begin to uh, draw near to God. And as you draw near to God, He'll draw near to you, and then you can resist the enemy, and He will flee. <laughs> My director's telling me 10 minutes. I don't know if that'll be enough. I know it'll be more than enough. Uh, but I, I want to remind you tonight, we're not, we're not fighting against flesh and blood here. And, and I, as much as I get aggravated at, at some of the things I hear and some of the people that say them, I'm telling you, it's, it's far greater than that. It's spiritual wickedness on high that we're fighting against. But we have to be, we have to be armed with the army of God and, and with his armor. Amen? So we, what do we do? Back to uh, uh, Ephesians 6. It says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. That's for all of us, friends. That's not just for the preacher or, or what we call a few spiritual people. No, that's for everybody. We should all be standing in the, in the, and dressed in the armor of God, full of the Holy Ghost and power. Amen? Why? Because Paul said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and uh, supplication for all the saints. We're to be able to stand in this day and this hour. We're prepared. The wicked one, he has no new tricks. Let me tell you something. I truly believe this has been down through the history of time. He's done the same thing over and over. Don't you know these are the same type of demons that were and maybe the same ones that were in uh, Nazi Germany before World War II? <laughs> the same ones that were perpetrating and working its, uh, their, their, their uh, darkness through Hitler and other Mussolini and all these uh, crazy people that we know in, the, in the, eighth, or, uh, the 20th century and even before that, all the way down through this. Is it the same de demon that's trying to cause racial uh, unrest and racial divide? Absolutely. So we got to know these things. Amen? So we got to be able to pray. Paul went on to pray, uh, say this. He said, and, and pray for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Then he said, for which I am an ambassador. How many of you know we're ambassadors in change? We should be, uh, we should be bond servants to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about us going somewhere just to get fed. How many of you know we're, we've, we're so gluttonous sometimes in our physical uh, world, but we're also in our spiritual world. If you're glutton yourself with all the word, I'm getting fed, I feel good about myself, then you should be sharing that with somebody else. Amen? Amen. I know I'm not getting many amens out there tonight, but that I might speak boldly as I ought to speak. That's what we ought to do. We ought to be able to speak boldly. One more passage of scripture before I get off here. Listen to what they did in Acts chapter 4, another passage I love so much. This is Peter and John. After they had been 
uh, the lame man had been raised at the gate beautiful and they, they were incarcerated and they were told, hey, listen, they were told not to go and talk about Jesus anymore. You know what they're saying today? They're, I've heard it in California. Now, I want to make sure, uh, but I'm going to hear more about it, that you're trying to say you're not going to have home Bible studies. Can you believe that? Not home Bible studies, but you can go to Las Vegas and, and gamble in the casinos and, and, and Reno and all these places but you can't have home Bible studies. But it says they went back to their own companions. And then they said in verse 27 of chapter four, for truly, here it is. Why do the nations rage? That's verse 26. And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. That's where we live today. For truly against your holy servant, Jesus, which you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and with the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Amen. And now, Lord, look on their threats. We could say that tonight. Look on their threats, Lord. And don't be wishy-washy. Don't be a little a coward. Look on their threats and grant to your servants, that's us, that with all boldness, that they may speak your word by stretching out your hands to heal and that signs and wonders be, may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Wow. Can you say that tonight? That those things would be done, that signs and wonders would be done. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. How many of you know we'd like to have a shaking in our church? where everybody's speaking the word of God with boldness rather than worried about what the enemy's trying to do. We can stand against the wiles of the devil. And it goes on to say that that great power down in verse 33 and with great power, there's that word again, power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Wow, power, power to live this life, power to be a, a threat to the enemy. And that's what I wanna be. I wanna be a threat to the enemy. Amen. I pray that's your prayer tonight. Let me just pray one a prayer quickly before we get off. I've got a couple more minutes here. But Father, I pray and thank you that everybody in the vo- uh, sound of my voice tonight, including myself, would recognize that there's power, wonder-working power, working in us tonight in Jesus' name. That we'll not be worried about what the enemy's doing, but we'll stand strong for the voice of Christ today, that we'll see people begin to be saved and delivered and set free because we'll stand and, and, and use that name that's above every name, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, our Savior. And, oh, how we love you, Jesus, and we give you all the praise tonight. I pray for everyone tonight out and in, in, in viewing this tonight, that they'll be blessed abundantly, but they'll also take Uh, the responsibility and take charge and say, I'm going to live for Christ to the full until the day I go to heaven. And we just thank you for all that in Jesus' name, in his precious name, the name that we so love, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to be with you tonight. I'll give you more details. We don't know the details on, on anything about Linda Kramer, but we'll get them for you. Pray for Paul and the family, and uh, we'll see you next week. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.